0: episode 79 of the aggressive progressive podcast two weeks 14 days to the election trump's out campaigning but nobody's talking about that because he decided to go on a rant against dr anthony fauci somebody we all love let's start the show we are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of
1: equal opportunity You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time.
0: I mean, talk about not having any ability to have message discipline when it counts. I mean, all these people out there on the right that think that all the polls are wrong—they don't understand that this man is not the challenger this time. This man is the president of the United States of America. The problems that Americans are facing are serious problems. The fact that this guy is going out to big rallies, potential super spreader events in and of themselves, just, you know, two weeks after having COVID-19 himself and dancing on the stage, pretty much dancing on people's graves. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, be very clear. And I, I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus' tweet earlier today when uh, she pointed out that he's doing the Elaine Uh, And, you know, she made a point that he stole all of the greatest lines from Veep, which is true, right? This is the Veep presidency. And now he's stealing the Elaine dance. But the fact that this guy is attacking Dr. Anthony Fauci because Dr. Anthony Fauci is upset that the president used him in a campaign commercial and then on 60 Minutes said, of course, he was concerned that the president was going to get COVID-19 the way he was behaving at that super spreader event at the White House. That introduced uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. America, it's crunch time. It's fourteen days. As you listen to this, if you're listening to this on the release day, it's fourteen days to the election. Fourteen days to get it done to bring it home. I am very confident, but I'm you know what makes me most confident is that I know that none of you are confident. Because I'm talking to so many people. I get so many phone calls from progressives around the country. So many emails, tweets, texts. And everybody's freaked out. And that's good. You should be freaked out. Because you should always run like you're down. And you have a chance to win. A couple of months ago, I said run like you're 10 points down. Now I would say, you know, with the week to the election, two weeks to the election, run like you're 3 points down. Like you could still win if you pull out your votes. Okay, the guy's going to try to cheat he's not going to be successful if we all come out and vote. Turnout is going to be astronomical. We're looking at these long lines in states like Georgia and Texas as people uh, go to exercise their right to vote, and they're trying to be suppressed by the Republicans who run those states. Let's be very, very clear. That's what's going on here. And, and I hear you know Trump talking about crowd size at his events. You know, Mr. President, what you should be looking at is somebody willing to wait 10 hours in line in Georgia to vote. They're not waiting 10 hours in line because they're happy with you. They're waiting 10 hours in line because they want you gone. And that's why they're waiting. So you could have your super spreader events. I'll take the lines at the polls and the lines at the polls are good for Democrats. We all know that turnout is through the roof already with early voting. If it continues through the election and then we see supersized turnout on election day, I I see no reason why this man will stay in office. I don't know how he thinks he's going to right this ship. Now, we are supposed to have a debate on Thursday. Some of you are listening to this on Thursday. Well, you'll know more than I do right now because, you know, you're listening to something in the past, which is great because I have a great guest today, Rick Wilson from the Lincoln Project. We've talked to Reed Gallon from the Lincoln Project in the past. I've been trying to get Rick on for a long time. My good friend, Anthony Scaramucci, hooked me up uh with Rick Wilson. So, hat tip to Anthony for that. I'm doing Anthony's podcast this week, um Salt Talk. Uh but it is a uh it was a pleasure for me to talk to Rick. You all know that I'm a bit of a I'm a major fan of the work of the Lincoln Project, and Rick Wilson has been, you know, one of the most outspoken people in that group, and I've I've followed his career a long time. But this let me go but I digress. Let me go to this message discipline conversation we were having. It's just hard to see. I get it. People like Bill Sepian. Bill Sepian, who is Trump's campaign manager right now, is actually a real deal campaign manager. He ran Chris Christie's campaign. Chris Christie was a an incredibly disciplined campaigner. Now, I know Chris Christie has this reputation of being this guy who flies off at the reporters. That was part of the act. The man was on Message and won his races in a very difficult state to win. I, when when I saw Bill Stepien take over, I was concerned. But even Bill Stepien cannot control Donald Trump. Point in case in point, today Bill Stepien had to sign a letter to the debate commission complaining about the topics that debate moderator Kristen Welker announced today. Topics that include COVID nineteen and the economy. This is supposed to be a foreign policy debate. Yeah, there's foreign policies in there. But COVID-19 is an international disease. The economy is international. The you know, the race relations in the United States, these are important topics that have not really been discussed. Now, I don't know if the president's going to pull out of this debate. He might. I don't think Joe Biden should give an inch. I think Joe Biden should be very clear that the president complaining to the refs is unacceptable and that if anything changes, then maybe we shouldn't have a debate. Joe Biden doesn't need the debate. Donald Trump needs the debate. I don't know that the American people are going to get anything out of the debate, quite frankly. We all saw what happened on the last debate. We all watched the dueling town halls uh, last week. Now, I, for one, was a little concerned that NBC um, gave him this forum when the guy just decided to pull out of the debate. But after watching the debate, I was happy they did. Because the guy is foolish. When the whenever the, First of all, Savannah Gut- Guthrie did a great job. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go back and give her all the praise that you all already have heard about her. But she did a great job. She did not let him off the hook on, on issues that the guy was trying to, to push, you know, trying to avoid. She was very good. But the president looked foolish. Whenever he talks in a forum that is not safe inside his political bubble, he looks like an idiot. And he did the same thing. On NBC, I would give him an hour in prime time every night till the election because then he'll get like 25% of the vote. I, 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 you know, I don't know what what's going on in Bill Seppian's mind right now. This is a guy who is a serious guy who had a serious career who probably should be well regarded within Republican circles. And he can't control this candidate. He can't control this candidate. I don't know what these people are going to do. Uh, when this is over, assuming Trump loses, and I think it's a pretty safe assumption. I got in trouble a couple of weeks ago when I said that Trump's going to lose miserably and his incompetent staffers will all be looking for work at Walmart. Now, again, the right wing tried to get all offended saying, how dare you offend people that work at Walmart? I'm not offending people who work at Walmart, but you got to think that going from being the campaign manager for the president of the United States to greeter at Walmart is a pretty big fall. I think even the greeter at Walmart would agree with that. I don't know that Walmart would take these people at this point. I, there's been no leadership, no coherent strategy, no ability to get anything done. And this country falls deeper into the hole on COVID-19, deeper and deeper and deeper. All the while, guys out there dancing on stages, doing the Elaine, thumbs flicking, heels kicking. It's disgusting. America, that doesn't mean it's time to rest. 14 days. Turnout is everything. I don't want to go to bed on election night thinking I did anything but all I could. Anything but all I could. And I'm sure you all feel the same. I, I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast, and I have a very loyal listenership that grows every week, thank you for continuing to share this with friends and tweeting at me at ChristopherHahn, ChristopherHan.com. There's a way to contact me there. I haven't updated that website in a while, but the contact information on there is good. Um, you know, I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I know you're all working hard. It's almost there. We are at the end here. 14 tough days. And let's hope that we win some states that call their election on election night and that it's over. But the fact, you know, this this should give you, you know, some hope. The fact that the president of the United States felt the need to go to Georgia last week. And from what I understand, will go there again. Before the end of this campaign. That should tell you where this race is. The fact that he has to spend time. Time is the one non-renewable resource on a campaign. Particularly the candidates time. That the president of the United States. Feels he needs to go to Georgia to campaign. Is amazing to me. We start seeing him making stops in Alaska. And (laughs) Texas. It's over. Okay, uh, you know, it, it, the guy's just trying to hold on to something. Um, he was in Georgia campaigning. Joe Biden's got a $9 million ad buy in Texas. I hear the Democratic Senate campaign committee today committed to $12 million to MJ Hagar in Texas because that race is within the margin of error. America, turnout is key, defending the vote is key. Work hard. Find a way to call into these states. Look, I, I again, I've said this before. Go to PodsaveAmerica.com. I am I am not affiliated with uh, Crooked Media at all. I listen to them. I think they're fantastic. Um, and I think you should listen to them too. Uh, their website links to all sorts of ways you could get involved with this election. So I highly encourage you to go to PodsaveAmerica.com. And, uh, and check out what they are. It might be crookedmedia.com, but it's the Pod Save America website. Um, I'm not affiliated with them. They're doing good work. Just like, you know, I've got the Lincoln Project people on. This is my second trip with them. I'm not affiliated with them either, but they're doing good work. I'm envious of them because I've never really been on a campaign without a candidate. I've never worked for a PAC. And in addition to not um, having a candidate, really, working on a campaign for a party you've never been involved with is pretty amazing too you know not affiliated with the candidate not affiliated with the party so they're double (laughs) non-affiliated i don't know if that's a thing so they could do whatever they want right they don't have the party chairman calling what is that they don't have you know rich donors calling them up and saying "Eh." people who are donating the lincoln project they love what they're getting there it's like it's like it's really, to me, it's been the most entertaining and uh, attractive ads of this campaign. And the Biden campaign is really going all out now, too. I, I think the ads in this campaign against Donald Trump have been fantastic. And I think Donald Trump's ads have been ridiculous, including the ad with Anthony Fauci in it, which Anthony Fauci has now rebuked. And, you know, the day after that, Trump is now hating Fauci, calling him an idiot, is he an idiot or is he the savior of America who you have in your ad? You can't have it both ways, Mr. President. You can't have it both ways. So I'm happy. I'm buoyed. I'm excited. But I'm not resting. And you shouldn't be resting either. This is, this is crunch time. Okay? This is crunch time. We can't let our guard down. And that's the great thing about everybody. That's why, look, that's why I'm so happy that everybody's freaking out. Keep freaking out. Tell your friends I should stop calming people down when they call me. I should stop it. And I should stop telling you all that you're gonna, you know, this is gonna be a win here. No, stay nervous. Stay motivated. Keep your eye on the prize. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. I I mean I love elections, man. I've been doing politics my whole life. Um the stakes have never been higher. The stakes have never been higher. Uh, What can happen has never been greater for this nation. Uh, On my WABC radio show uh, this weekend, I got a caller who said, oh, I can't wait to hear you crying if Trump wins. I'm not going to cry if Trump wins. Trump, you know, to be honest, you all know this, Trump has been great for my career. Trump has elevated me politically, you know, in, in the national ethos more than anything. I mean, now, granted, the number one thing that is said when Trump mentions me on Twitter, or actually he mentioned me on a radio interview last week with Rush Limbaugh, is who's Chris Hahn? But he knows who I am. <laughs> you, know, and it, you know, other TV producers hear that and go, oh yeah, we know that guy. That's good. It's been good for me. Four more years of Trump, I mean, I think it would be horrible, horrible for the nation. Maybe horrible for me, but couldn't hurt my radio career, my TV career, but I don't care. I want him gone. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry if he wins, but he's not gonna win. He is the worst thing that ever happened to this country. I love this country. I love this country more than I love my career, and I want to see this guy gone, even if it is going to be bad for my career. I'm sure Joe Biden will never ever mention me on Twitter. I'm. I'm let me. Let me. Let me stop. I'm a hundred percent positive. That Joe Biden, he could be president for eight years, will never mention me on Twitter, will never mention me in a radio ad or a radio interview. It will not happen. Thank God. I mean, unless I somehow score an interview with him, uh, you know, if my radio show goes coast to coast, which it might. We're working some things. We're going to have some announcements soon. Um, But it is, it is a—that'll <laughs> be great. It'll be great to have a president I don't have to think about all the time. I think America's exhausted. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. I don't want to think about this guy anymore. I don't want to care what he tweets. I don't want to care. I don't want to wake up in the morning and look at my phone and see that this guy's been up since 2 a.m. tweeting about nonsense. Never going to happen with Joe Biden. We'll never happen again, frankly. I don't think we'll ever have a president in this country again who will act this way. Ever. And that's good. We should never have a president like this again. We should also put in rules so we don't, we got to put some guardrails up because enough is enough with this. It's just nonsense. I mean, Laura Ingram had a opening the other day, uh, where she said, uh, you know, the Democrats are trying to make it so that a, a person like Trump can never be a, elected again. Yeah, that's right. I agree. hundred percent. I wasn't on that night. I wish I was. Cause I would have been like, yeah, you know what? Laura, I usually disagree with your opening, but yeah, no, I don't ever want to see somebody like Donald Trump be president ever again. A fraud, a scam artist, a liar, a thief, somebody who will use the power of government to enrich himself, his family, and his friends, somebody who will hide the truth from the American people about a deadly virus, but will call up investors and tell them about it so that they could sell short the American people in in this economy and make billions. Yeah, that's what he did. He did it. Look it up. Somebody who will uh, give tax breaks to a company like Foxcom in Wisconsin, and then they'll build a plant, never hire anyone, and the people they do hire a few people to get their tax breaks, and then they fire them the minute they could. I'm sure you're wondering why the president's numbers have been so bad in Wisconsin, because Wisconsin knows that this president has done him dirty, and he'll do you dirty, Ohio. He'll do you dirty, Michigan. He'll do you dirty, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Texas, Alaska, Iowa. He has lost this trade war. He's a failure. There are so many things he's responsible. COVID, obviously the most obvious. But he was losing the trade war before COVID. Companies were leaving before COVID. Things were bad in certain parts of this country before COVID. Yeah, I got it. The stock market was great. I'm sure the people, the unemployed factory workers in the Midwest have lots of stock. They're all very happy that the Dow is approaching 30,000. By the way, the the stock market has been stable the last couple of weeks because Joe Biden's win is baked in. If Donald Trump is elected president for a second term. There will be chaos in the American economy. Because this man brings chaos with him wherever he goes. All right. I got like I said, I've have, I've got a great, great guest, Rick Wilson, the Lincoln Project. I've been trying to get him for a long time. I got him. Uh, you're gonna enjoy this interview. You really are. Some of you don't, some of you write me and say, Hey, I don't stay for the interview. Stay for this interview. This is a great interview. If you gotta You know, come back to the show later, do it. But you know, that's the beauty of podcasts—you can do it later. Uh, Rick Wilson on the other side of the break. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek, and since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite. Ha! Found you. How? You left, find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. I'm Chris Hahn, the Aggressive Progressive. Check out a new episode of the Aggressive Progressive podcast every Tuesday. You know, the election is heating up just as the year is winding down. Stick with me. I'll tell you the truth as I see it. Download The Aggressive Progressive on Pandora or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now, somebody I've been trying to get on the show for a while, uh, one of the founders of The Lincoln Project and a man whose punditry I adore when I see him on various news programs across the dial, Rick Wilson is joining me. Rick, how you doing? I am great, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. I really do appreciate you taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on. We're at crunch time uh, inside 21 days to the election, and Project Lincoln's got a lot going on. I I think America wants to know, the first question I've got to ask you is, what made you turn from the Republican Party in 2016, particularly from this president. Uh, you were always a long-term, long-time political operative uh, on Republican campaigns, and you just made a, a, a 180 uh, in 2016.
1: Well, you know, Chris, I saw Donald Trump come down those stairs, and I knew from my time of having worked with Rudy Giuliani uh, in New York for several years in the 90s, that Donald Trump was a con artist. Donald Trump was a a scammer donald trump was a scumbag and i realized uh, sadly um that the republican party had been primed for many years not just because of the campaigns that we ran but in part because of that yeah um they had been primed to accept a con man and a scumbag and a scoundrel um over over people who were in varying capacities either smarter or better, or more considered, or or who had better, uh, you know, conservative credentials. They had been fed for a long time on a diet of Fox and Facebook. Yep. And they wanted cotton candy. They didn't want broccoli. They didn't want. They didn't even want steak and potatoes. No. they wanted. They wanted you know the big greasy hamburger, and they got it. Yeah. Now, you know, as I tell people all the time. I love me some fried chicken. I'm from the South, but I can't eat it every week because I would be 400 pounds. Yeah. Um, but the Republican Party decided they were going to have fried chicken every day, and they're paying the consequences politically, and have been since he was elected. But my 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 moment on it, where there was where where the, something switch clicked in my head, uh, was when he started mocking John McCain. Mm. And although John and I would fight about things uh, from time to time, and we would disagree on different approaches. One thing we never disagreed on was a love of country. Yeah. And of John, and of John McCain's unparalleled and undeniable heroism and patriotism.
0: And sacrifice.
1: And, and sacrifice. A, a man who remained in a North Vietnamese prison camp being tortured, when he could have come home early, if only he would have betrayed his men. Yeah, That, that to me was one of those moments of, of uh, heroism that was unparalleled. And then a few months later, and it wasn't as big of a story. I started to hear that he used to call my old boss, George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush 41, you know, a similar kind of thing. Oh, he was shot down. That's yeah. A loser.
0: yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and I'm sorry when you're, um, if, when you're uh, 19 years old, and you leave Yale to go volunteer for the Navy and fly 58 combat missions uh, over Japan and over Japanese-held territory in the Pacific, Um, you know, you don't have to prove your heroism to anybody. So I realized that this man was a corrosive force, and I was pretty much one of the oldest of the— one of the OG never-Trumpers. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, look, it's been a—it was a strange— transition because we're very tribal in this country about our politics we have we have we have a very comfortable you know sense and we sit with our tribe on one side around our tribal campfire and and we don't try to challenge ourselves very often well it was a very challenging experience it was it was not a great experience i lost Friendships uh, dozens and dozens of friendships over 30 years
0: well well one of them has to be your old boss Rudy Giuliani I, I tangled with him very famously uh, on in yeah. an interview that went viral uh, last yeah. year he's he's a complete maniac when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, You know, I used to have a lot of respect for Mayor Giuliani. I'm a New Yorker. I worked for Chuck Schumer. I I worked alongside his staff right after 9-11, you know, getting the resources we needed for New York City. Yeah. Um, When
1: when everybody buckled down together in a moment of complete bipartisan um, ass-kicking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think he's so off-the-rails, Trump? I mean, you're a guy who knows him.
1: So, we haven't spoken since uh, 16, but... I worked for him for a long time, Yeah, and was was slowly coming to the realization that there was a period where he thought he was going to somehow get to be Attorney General, which was sort of a lifelong dream, Mm. Um, and I think Trump kept holding that out to him and keeping it on board, and then he realized that everything else in his life had fallen apart, except for the Fox and Trump axis. And it, it is it is a true tragedy because <clears throat> if Rudy Giuliani had elected to uh, leave public life after the 2008 campaign, start a foundation, do whatever you know retired guys do, people would name high schools after him.
0: They name a bridge after him.
1: <laughs> they would name a bridge after him. They would. They, he would have a 30 foot bronze statue somewhere in in in, in the city. Okay? Yeah. But. Now he will disappear from history as as a, a henchman. Yeah, as as a low uh, as a low henchman for a low man. And uh, there's almost a Shakespearean tragedy to the decline of a man that I truly one time looked at as as a personal mentor and hero. Um, and I, I remember. The sense on 9-11, and there was a period where nobody could locate uh, any of the mayor's party. And I was calling. I was down in Florida. I had, I had just recently moved back to Florida at that point. I was calling everyone I could because it felt like, oh, my God, my dad has died in this thing. Yeah. It felt it was a horrifying moment. And all my friends, it felt like my family um, were, were were at risk of, of instant death. And, you know, many people that I knew uh, were still working for him. And it... but. But he has declined in a way that isn't age or infirmity or or some you know external other problem. He has declined in a moral axis because that is what Trump does to everyone.
0: I think he reminds me of like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, he's just trying to grasp onto something that isn't really healthy for him. <laughs> it's just destroyed him. I mean,
1: I, 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 yeah, it, it really hasn't. And I can tell you, I, I I spoke to one of his former international clients uh, three or four days ago, and they were, they, they had given him a ton of business over many years, and they, they said, you know, we can't understand it, we can't do this, this is not something we can accept. You know, we can't have this associated with us. Um, and uh, it, it is a tragedy, but When I wrote everything Trump touches dies, you know, I meant it as a a sort of sweeping, uh, you know, uh, rhetorical flourish. I didn't mean it as, you know, 300,000 Americans at risk before the end of this year or the careers of everyone around him. But Rudy is one of those examples where where the honor and dignity he once held and the position he once held in American life is now disappeared in this in this morass of, of Trumpism and of, of seedy behavior for a for a seedy man.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. All right, let's talk 2020. Uh, I mean, you guys have been doing a great job. You got a big music video about to drop uh, with Demi Lovato that The Lincoln Project was heavily involved with. I can't wait to see it. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, we, um, we've produced a video for her new song, Commander-in-Chief. Uh, and it's, uh, it's as we're speaking now, it is about to roll out and, uh, we're looking forward to that being, uh, one other weird thing we never thought we would be doing this year is, is doing a music video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it, isn't it funny how life just takes you in these crazy directions. You never know where you're going to be. Like, you know, one day you're just walking down the street, you know, regular political operative. Next thing you're doing rock videos with Demi Lovato. I haven't had those experience it, yet, but, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's coming. <laughs>
1: You know, this, this is a, uh, we, we, um, we, we, we wake up every day and our joke is that the, the, the senior advisors, we get together on the, on a zoom or in person, we're in a pod, uh, a COVID pod out in the, in the mountain West for uh, both security and efficiency purposes. Uh, we get together, we always joke, let's come up with all the worst ideas for the day. And <laughs> we try to execute on them as best we can. Uh, this was not an idea we thought we were going to, we, we saw coming, but, uh, some very talented young editors came together, and, uh, and, and and Demi Lovato has an absolutely fantastic track. And so, uh, you know, and the, and the thing about it is is we try to reach voters in all sorts of ways. We don't try to be just the conventional political super PAC. Um, we're talking to people. You know, we have a live streaming service now that we do called LPTV. We have a podcast, and we've discovered that those are ways to both reach and move voters In addition to the fact that we write, we write and produce like the most kick-ass ads of the year. We modestly like to say, "I
0: think they're, Um, I think they're great." I also feel like you guys are using like uh, the Dell Close method to creating political ads. You're yes-anding each other, and you're coming up with great stuff.
1: Yeah, we really, you know, there's a there's a challenge culture inside of our group, and and you know, if an ad gets a million viral views, it's a failure for us. Yeah. You know, we are always pushing to try to open the window further, to try to attract more audience, to try to broaden our reach, because we know that that voters don't just consume, you know, they don't just read a newspaper editorial two days before Election Day and watch a few TV ads anymore. You've got to reach them in all sorts of different ways with messages and strategies and themes that are compelling and interesting. You know, and we've got we've got a a, we're, we're just aggressive across the board in terms of, of you know our advertising, our our earned media communications headed by Ryan Wiggins. You know she she deals with more reporters and more media requests than probably both presidential campaigns. You know, we're always talking to people. We're always trying to be available, and we're pushing out because the Lincoln Project. We're not a partisan organization. We're 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 in the the democracy business now to try to make sure that this country is not submerged into uh, four more years of Trumpism, which we believe would lead to a very dark and kind of authoritarian future that, that that no one should desire.
0: Yeah, I mean not just for us, I think for the entire world. I think another four years of Donald Trump, the dollar won't be the world's reserve currency anymore. I think that uh, will leave NATO and God knows what happens if that happens. It's a it's a it's a dystopian type future. But let's just talk about, you know, the few minutes I have left with you, let's just talk briefly about the state of the race. Look, the polls look good. But, you know, I'm one of those people that always runs like they're three points down. I worked for Chuck Schumer, who uh, the year he won with 72 percent of the votes, he was he was handing out flyers for people coming off the Staten Island ferry uh, at eight o'clock on Election Day. You know, personally, I mean, that's the way I see a campaign. I'm sure you do as well. But give me your take on where we're at.
1: We are right now in a position where Joe Biden is well, well set to win this race but it is not to the point where i am comfortable uh and where i think we can relax uh the all the winds are blowing in his favor uh all the directional arrows are pointing his way um but that doesn't mean that you can take a nap on wisconsin michigan arizona florida pennsylvania ohio iowa minnesota and other states we we're we're going to be in this fight till the last minute of the last day, and and you know Trump still has a very close race in Florida, and if you don't take Florida off the board, um, you know you can't really say that the race is in the bag. Yeah, I
0: have Trump been and, and, I have been predicting my, that we're going to win Florida, you know, by five. Uh, it's still close in the polls. I just don't see how senior citizens, who's you know right now Trump's policy is seniors either stay inside or die. We don't care. I don't know how they come out and vote for him at all.
1: Well, I, I you know, Chris, that is yeah. You know, the, the basically the idea with seniors is, hey, you've lived long enough. Dow Jones needs you. Yeah, and and and, and that is a truly morally and and politically horrifying statement, but it's not untrue. That Trump's strategy essentially is to put seniors and you know people fifty five plus at risk uh, for his ego, and and here we are in a, in a situation where he's going to do a rally uh, in the villages before this is over, and you can almost you can do the math. There are going to be a hundred people that are going to get COVID, and if, and ten of those are going to die. Yeah, and and so you know this this concept of of Trumpism as a death cult. Is is sadly becoming uh, becoming real in the minds of, of a lot of people because he is willing to sacrifice anyone and anything for his reelection.
0: Yeah, it is. It's extremely sad. And I'm surprised more Republicans, you know, normal Republicans, aren't speaking up. I heard Ben Sass earlier today speak up about it. Mitt Romney obviously has spoken out about uh, Trump. But what do you think it's going right. to take? To get, you know, the majority of normal elected Republicans to come along and just say, hey, we're done with this guy.
1: Chris, Payne is the only teacher in politics. Yeah. And at the end of this, they have to be punished. They have to be punished brutally. They have to be punished severely. They have to lose majorities and lose years and years of legislative footholds. They have to be set into the wilderness. and, and, And look, they have destroyed their party. They have they they have allowed a suicide bomber to take out their party. Yeah, and and there's no one in this there's no one in in the Lincoln Project right now who looks at the Republican Party any longer as a home, in part because it is so fundamentally and profoundly broken.
0: Yeah, and 30 thirty thirty seconds I have left with you. You think you'll ever go back, or is that it? It's done. It's got to change completely.
1: Uh, I'm I'm done. I mean, there, there's there's uh, unless I see something truly fundamental uh, where the party restores itself as a party of individual liberty and respect limited government you know adherence to the constitution free and fair markets and free and fair trade you know I, I have no interest in being in a party with Donald Trump Jr.
0: There you go Rick Wilson the Lincoln Project the best ads I have ever seen in a political campaign and I've been around longer than I care to admit stick around more to come How good are those guys? I mean, they really do fantastic work, and I think they're making a difference, frankly. I do. I think they're making a difference. I think there are a lot of people who uh, don't necessarily take my word for it, but are taking their word for it, and I think that's great. Whatever it takes, right? I had a coach uh, when I played football in college. I was a place kicker. I don't know if I told this story here. I've told it everywhere now. Coach Norm Deep. They don't ask how, they ask how many. Once I walked off the field after kicking a field goal that just limped over the goalposts and I had my head down, he said, What do you care, man? Uh, tomorrow in the paper, it's going to say Han three points. They don't ask how, Chris, they ask how many. So whatever it takes to get this guy out, that's great for me. Let me talk about another how many Supreme Court. So the Democrats are going to try to stop Amy Coney Barrett this week. They might. Uh, Chuck Schumer uh, on Monday said he's going to try to force a vote to adjourn the Senate before the vote can happen. That's great. Uh, I hope they're successful. If they're not successful, the Republicans who stole Merrick Garland will have gotten an extra seat. And the Democrats can't take that lying down. Now, um, Joe Biden says he's not crazy about court packing. Let me just pose this to you. And you could make up your mind for yourself. Okay, I... I am an attorney. I don't know how I feel. I just know that the Republicans have packed the courts. So let's just pose this to you. In the 150 or so years since the Supreme Court was set at nine, we have increased the size of the Senate. We have increased the size of the House of Representatives, which I think we should do again. We have increased the size of the nation by adding more states.
1: Buckle up folks The Car Pro Show podcast Is here to rescue you From the doldrums Of everyday life And you can find it On iHeart Apple Spotify Or wherever your Podcast cravings Take you
0: What do we have here doctor? Looks like yet another Case of the Car Pro Show Podcast giddies Do you concur? I concur And it's spreading Like wildfire I know But the podcast Is so powerful Jerry and Kevin Dish out all the Juicy car news From the Car Pro Friends universe They review and chat About the latest Car lineups From all the big Players in the industry And they take live Calls to help steer car buyers in the right direction. It's highly addictive and impossible to shake. Do we alert the press? Are you crazy? If more people discover the Car Pro Show podcast and its cornucopia of car curriculum, this thing will spiral out of control.
1: Listen to the Car Pro Show on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast desires take you. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. (laughs) CarPro.com
0: We have increased the size of the cabinet. The federal budget, God, I mean, even if you adjust it for inflation, has probably, you know, multiplied by a factor of 20 in that 150 years. So why are nine Supreme Court justices etched in stone? Why does that have to be the only thing that doesn't grow in our government? I see no reason for that, frankly. And quite frankly, uh, it's not like these judges behave non-politically anymore or case in point bush v gore so yeah um i think it's something that should be looked at seriously if the democrats take control of everything because why not everything else has grown why are the courts etched in stone and frankly the republicans played dirty they played dirty with merrick garland they're playing dirty with amy coney barrett You know, rushing this thing through, I mean, rushing it through, forget about the fact that it's right before the election, but they need to have it right before, right before the election. They still have till January to, you know, run this country if they lose the presidency and the Senate at least, but they want to get it done before the election because they don't want to have the dual hypocrisy of losing an election and putting a court, a justice on the bench because it's dual hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of the Merrick Garland rule that uh, Mitch McConnell created and the hypocrisy of ignoring the will of the people which could even further damage their party. But quite frankly, the you know, they have way overreached on judges in the Trump era. This man has appointed more judges in 4 years than most presidents would do in 8. And, and that needs to be looked at. And quite frankly, the judiciary cannot be this far to the right of the nation. So if the Democrats have an opportunity to expand it, why not? And by the way, they need to expand this country. They need to give states rights to to Puerto Rico and to the, and to the District of Columbia. They need to be admitted as states. They need to have senators. D.C. will surely be Democratic senators. I don't know what's going to happen in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is going to be a purple state, America. It's not going to be a state that will always go... Uh, for the Democrats. And furthermore. Why not increase the size of the House of Representatives. While we're at it. That doesn't necessarily benefit one party. Or over the other. But right now. After this census. A House member could be representing 900,000 seats. The founders didn't intend that. The founders intended for the House of Representatives. To be closest to the people. They intended them to be closest to the people. I think it would drive them Crazy. To see a House of Representatives member representing close to a million people. In fact, most states at the founding of this country didn't have a million people in it. So I think that the president, uh, sorry, I think that the Congress should seriously consider increasing the size of the House of Representatives so that no representative represents more than five hundred thousand people. And that would increase the size of the House of Representatives. And the House of Representatives has increased in size before; hasn't done so in a very long time and i think it's time that we consider that as a nation and we expand the size of the house of representatives so that the members of the house are closer to the people don't have to spend as much time raising money those races wouldn't if if the districts are smaller the members of congress don't have to spend all their time raising money they're still going to have to spend some time raising money but it won't be as much something to think about something to really chew on i hope you think about it well 14 days if you listen to this on Wednesday 13 days 12 11 10 9 8 depending on when you're listening to this I know I get a lot of people who listen it throughout the week and I really love you all for doing it do everything you can have no regrets let's bring it home all right I want to remind you as I always do to seek seek the truth question everything and everyone even me but especially this president he's a liar seek the truth I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week with to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn.
1: Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.